0: Lord Jesus, good morning. Thank you for this uh, beautiful, this beautiful Thursday morning as I'm watching the storm roll in and I'm reminded of your power and as powerful as this storm looks that you're uh, infinitely more powerful than it. And um, and so thank you for uh, loving us and allowing us to tap into you and be in relationship with you that you are uh, so mighty and so powerful and just ask you to help us recalibrate this morning again we thank you for darren i uh, ask you to bless him and his wife and children um in his uh his church lord that um that you would heap extra blessings on them thank you lord in jesus name amen darren Myers, welcome back thanks jerry um this morning will be a little bit different i'm going to read to
1: you guys something that i ran across in the last couple of days um, lately I've been growing tired of hearing others complain. seems mm. like there's a lot of it going on. Yeah. And it's so, good. uh, I started complaining about that to my wife <laughs> and after I realized what I was doing, I thought of a time it came to mind about five years ago when I was in a similar situation yeah. at the time I was being mentored by a, an 82 year old elder in my church and he noticed my poor attitude, and he suggested that I read a particular book, and then I write for him regular book reports on what I was learning. Mm. True true story. <laughs> 49 years old, and this is what I'm doing. Wow. Um, so I'm going to read for you today the first of many reports that I wrote to George during a six-month period. Mm. Rereading this particular report has been a warning for me, and perhaps there are some of you who might benefit from this as well. So So here goes. Okay, George, it's been a few weeks, but I have read the introduction and the first two chapters of James McDonald's book, Lord, Change My Attitude Before It's Too Late. I've been attempting to put what I've read into practice and putting off my selfish attitudes and attempting to replace them with righteous responses instead. Though I've had limited success repressing, repressing my natural responses, I will tell you that I have at least... Learned to pause more often to consider my reactions, and I've tried to respond in a godly manner. If anything, thus far I'm being beginning to realize that my attitudes and reactions are connected and determined by the condition of my heart. Matthew 15, 18 says, But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. And Proverbs 23:7 adds, As he thinks in his heart, so is he. The lengthy introduction of the book lays out events in the lives of the Israelites, as told in numbers chapters 11 through 18. And what MacDonald points out is that it's not the events or the circumstances that are even the problem. It's their responses to them. It's their attitudes. Numbers 14:27 tells us that God grew tired of their murmurings. God hated their contrary, doubtful, rebellious, complaining attitudes, and he simply would not tolerate them. The Apostle Paul recounts these events in 1 Corinthians 10, verses 1 through 12, and tells us that they were recorded for our instruction. In verse 9, Paul tells us not to grumble or murmur, as some of them did. The first chapter of this book is about such murmurings, grumbling, complaining. So what is complaining, having a complaining attitude? It is when we express resentment over circumstances that are beyond our control and about which we are doing nothing to correct. McDonald points out that constant complaining will land you in the wilderness, just like the Israelites. He says that complaining, along with other negative attitudes, is a choice we make and is a pattern of thinking that we form over a long period of time. He then goes on to state that complaining is a sin, Complaining is a sin because it fails in regards to God's holy standards and just demands. Mm -hmm. And along the way, it hurts ourselves, those around us, and God himself. Complaining involves circumstances that are not wrong. Complaining is not about people. That's what criticism is. And that will be talked about later in the book. It is complaining when I'm doing nothing constructive to change the situation. And complaining results in me expressing my dissatisfaction in an unrighteous manner. He also points out the following about complaining. Unfortunately, it is common and accepted sin inside and outside the church. Complaining is heard by God, and God hates complaining, and God will judge a complaining attitude. Those who choose an attitude of complaining will spend a lifetime in the wilderness. Probably the thing that spoke to me most about this chapter on complaining comes from Numbers 11.1, which reads as follows. Now the people became like those who complain of adversity in the hearing of the Lord. And when the Lord heard it, his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some on the outskirts of their camp. The Israelites were complaining because of hardships and difficulties, because of their adversity. They were saying, we don't like these circumstances. They are too difficult. We don't want to have to go through them. Reality is that it's hard to live with adversity, but every follower of Christ has his own cross to carry, including me. Every one of us has a measure of adversity, and God himself is the one who measured it out. And for that reason, every person has something in his or her life that God doesn't want to hear them complain about. All the grace and strength we need to experience joy and victory in the midst of an adversity are, are available to us from God through Christ, yet we choose to complain. Well, at least I choose to complain. Mm-hmm. Replace a complaining attitude with a thankful attitude. This is chapter two of the book, and he states, Thankfulness is the attitude that perfectly displaces my sinful tendency to complain and thereby releases joy and blessing into my life. He uses the events of Luke 17:12 through 19, to point out that only one of 10 lepers were grateful for their miraculous hearing, healing. And Christ noticed the ungratefulness of the nine stating, were there not 10 cleansed, but the nine, where are they? Was no one found who returned to give glory to God, except this foreigner. Though all ten were physically healed, only the one who showed gratitude and thankfulness was made well in a much deeper way than those who refused to express their thankfulness. Only when we acknowledge God as gracious provider of general blessings like life and breath and food and shelter do we comprehend our need for God and begin to express our faith in him. Faith grows in the soil of thankfulness. Paul states in Romans 121 that even though they knew God, they did not honor him or give thanks. And the result, they became futile in their speculations and their foolish hearts were darkened. So the question I try to ask myself is whether I can be generally thankful to God despite my circumstances. Mm. This expression must be more than merely saying the words thank you the kind of life-changing heart attitude that God desires is much deeper than a surface verbal gratitude. The Oxford definition of gratitude is this, to show that a kindness received is valued. Examining my own expectations from my family, my co-workers, my church, and others reveals to me that I really care more about how well others live up to my expectations than they do about being sincerely thankful in all situations the selfish attitude reveals a self-centered thankless theology that provokes promotes complaining and stifles gratitude but i indeed i have much to be thankful for mcdonald refers to three levels of gratitude the first is like elementary school it's the most basic it's the thankfulness that's referenced in hebrews 13 15 continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of the lips that give thanks to his name. It's the kind of gratitude that fulfills an obligation. There, God, I've said it. I'm thankful. The second type he calls high school thankfulness. It's the gratitude expressed by Paul in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. That's the kind of gratitude that seeks to find something to be thankful for in every situation, to find a good aspect of a challenging circumstance. High school thankfulness will produce a joy as long as we're not going through anything too difficult. And then he gets to what he calls graduate-level thankfulness, being thankful in all things. Ephesians 5:18 and 20 says, Be filled with the Spirit, giving thanks always for all things to God. That requires a faith where I can say, thank you, God. This is the thing that you are using at this moment in my life. You've allowed it because you love me, and I trust you. Thank you, God, even for this. McDonald states that when we allow the Lord to bring us into this kind of thankfulness, we will experience a depth of joy that we never thought possible. Psalms uh, 107.8 says oh that men would give thanks to the lord for his wonderful works to the children of men mcdonald then points out that three basic truths about thankfulness first thankfulness is a choice we make the psalmist pines that we would give thanks to the lord meaning that we have a decision to make we can give thanks or not second thankfulness is a decision based in reality Choosing thankfulness is not some kind of mind over matter, power of positive thinking nonsense. Ask myself the question, do I really have a lot to be thankful for? Mm -hmm. If I even begin to sit down and make a list, the answer would clearly be yes. The psalmist states that we can all be grateful for his wonderful works to the children of men. And the third point is that thankfulness is a life-changing decision. It's found in the very first word of that verse, which is, oh, exclamation point. What he says has passion. It's as if he is begging us to stop and give thanks. Gratitude is the attitude that sets the altitude for living. The message is important because to get it wrong is to fly low and miss the joy of altitude living. In order to gauge how high I'm flying, he presents three questions to ask myself continually. And they are as follows. Am I a thankful person? Mm. Am I seeing the blessings of thankfulness in my life? And am I choosing thankfulness over complaining moment by moment? Mm. Sadly and currently, I must answer no to all three questions. Honestly, I'm more likely to choose complaining over expressions of gratitude. I'm not even sure that I can say that I have learned elementary school thankfulness sometimes let alone a high school or graduate level gratitude. So pray for me, George, that I would not be discouraged by what has been revealed to me. Pray that I would not complain to the Lord that my situation in life is unfair and needs to change. Pray that I would recognize that God has me in circumstances that he has allowed and that through his grace and power, I can overcome them. And lastly, pray that I would seek to choose an attitude of gratitude despite my circumstances and seek to recognize the blessings that he has so graciously bestowed upon me. Thanks, George, your brother in Christ, Darren. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say that through God's grace, I was able to improve my attitude at that time and become more grateful, and that has been on and off for the last five years, but lately I've returned to complaining, and this report that came to mind, and that I believe that God put Back in my path, and reminded me of this report has reminded me that to be thankful in all circumstances and to cease my complaining, and because I don't want to return to a wilderness where I once dwelled for too long. Mm
0: -hmm. That's good, dude. It's a good word, man. That's a really good word. And I put a huge circle around audit yourself as a leader, Mm -hmm. you know, um, those in my charge. which some of them are on this call for, for us to reach out to, you know, family members, coworkers, and say, you know, get an audit of uh, this season of my life. Am I disproportionately complaining or am I looking for opportunities to be uh, gracious? I, I appreciate your transparency, Darren, this morning. And um, I'm sure a lot, of, a lot of folks on the call or people that will listen later uh, will feel that conviction to say, gosh, there is so much to be thankful for, and that doesn't mean that life isn't difficult. And there are seasons that are really, really hard. Um, and yet, there, you know, there's so much. If we count the cost of all the, or we count all the gra- things that we could be gracious for, our health, our family. There's so many positives. Um, so that's a that's a good word. I, I, I think I think many of us have that default. Uh, Darren to uh, complain I know I know I do uh, and so again taking inventory of all the things that we should be and can be gracious for it's a good 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 message I got it well it's uh, it, there's it, there's
1: it's there's hard there. sometimes Jerry not to not to fall when you're constantly bombarded by other complaining people it's yeah. hard not to fall into that pattern I recognize that but at the same time I I need to, and probably we need to step back and go, well, am I adding to the situation? And that's yeah. what's dawned on me lately. Yeah. I'm, only, I'm only furthering the complaining and not doing anything about
0: it. That's a good word. I appreciate you. Appreciate you sharing this morning. Will you uh, pray us into the rest of our Thursday here? Sure. So Lord, you, uh, you know what's on our hearts, yeah.
1: uh, yet you delight in us telling you about it. So this morning, you know that uh, it's been difficult for us in many ways, all of which you're aware of um, in the church and in other churches. I've, I've just seen in the body of Christ that people are tired, worn down. They don't want to be told what to do. Um, they want to do their own thing. They're tired of being isolated. They want to return to normal. All understandable, Lord. But when we start complaining and pushing back and asking why me. Uh, you don't want to hear it. And so, Lord, I, I ask your forgiveness for the, the times that I have joined in that choir of uh, negativity. And I ask for you to help me when dealing with the people of my congregation and loving them, that I would not also turn to complaining. And I pray for every person on this call this morning that They would be compelled when they hear complaining, when they're drawn towards uh, complaining about circumstances, that they would, one, find a a way to improve that situation and, two, return to that attitude of thankfulness. Mm -hmm. Lord, let us be grateful for who you are, how much you love us, and for your son, Jesus Christ. And I pray all this in his name. Amen.
0: Amen. Well done, Darren. Love you, brother. Have a good trip. Have a great day. Thanks.